I spent the last five years learning about copywriting, sales funnels, and lead generation. And I've used that knowledge to set up automated funnels that generate new leads for my business every single day. And now I'm going to use that experience to create a million dollar business helping other business owners and entrepreneurs generate leads using sales funnels. How will I do it from the ground up without any kind of funding or debt? Well, this podcast is going to chronicle the journey so you can follow along. I'm going to share my business experience, advice, and strategies for creating an online empire. My name is Sean Bailey, and this is the Certified Funnel Expert Podcast. Hey there, Sean Bailey, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. And today, I'm so stoked. Oh, man, I'm so, so stoked. I've got uh, almost all of the funnel work done. I'm never going to build three funnels at once ever again. Uh, but it's in the home stretch. It's going good. I've just got to do um, kind of like the last administrative type stuff when it comes to the funnels. So I've got to do a, a test buy, make sure the products are all set up, make sure the flow works, make sure the automation works. And that's pretty much all I'm going to be working on today just to get that, finally get that finished. So one funnel is totally done. Two of the funnels are almost done. The third funnel, as far as the... Um, deliverables it's uh it's kind of got a higher price tag attached to it as far as the funnel itself so i'm not too worried about it um you know as far as getting the deliverables done i can do i can't even say the word deliverables this morning to get the deliverables done this week shouldn't be a problem so i'm going to kind of defer those the other two i'm just going to crush today just absolutely crush those to get those done so stoked two onboarding sequences I have to write <clears throat> write up those get those set up and here's the nice thing here is like the extra special wonderfulness that I love is that uh, two of the workflows that I've already created um, or sorry one of the work- workflows I've already created is for one of the other funnels that I kind of modeled and made like a essentially kind of a copy of so what that means is that all I have to do is just copy this workflow and change out a couple parts so that's only going to take like I don't know five minutes or so per funnel so oh man so great I'm so so happy about that and then once that funnel's done um hmm, sorry just thinking to myself uh once those funnels are done there's, uh, and then I can continue with my Dream 100 outreach and uh, just putting on sessions for people, people who want little workshops done, interviews, guest posts, blogs. So that's, yeah, that's going to be my thing. There's really not much cost to it. Um, like pretty much none if you just do it all by email and, and whatnot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've got a good track record of people who like my stuff. So as far as the content itself, I know it's going to be a winner and it's going to be copy um, funnels and kind of the the technical side. Because I know these people who are selling stuff online, especially if it's courses or a book or some type of training, they, you know, they're going to know their material about whatever, but they're probably not going to be so, so smart when it comes to the tech side of things, um, the funnel building side of things and the uh, copywriting side of things. So 
So that's where I come in and, oh man, I cut the video. I did the video for the offer accelerator and uh, it's just so good. Like there's the main training. Uh, I even threw in a copy of, of me explaining it to a client, doing some copywriting coaching. So there's like two versions of it on there, but the main one that I recorded and the examples that are in there, I think it's like pretty awesome. So, I mean, yeah. And for, for what I'm showing and teaching for the price, like that's some of the best money that people are ever going to spend in regards to, in regards to learning about offers and such. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, just so happy to have it done finally. And then I've altered my SeanBailey.com page so that I'm going to have a link to like a products page where they can go and get access to each one of those things. So yeah, that's going to be below every episode of the podcast. It's going to be below every YouTube video. That's it. And we'll see as far as numbers and I can always go and improve the offer and the funnel after the fact, but she's going to be set up and, uh, and good to go. So, oh man, I cannot express how happy I am that it's like end of the road on that. And I can just focus on like getting some traffic, expanding my reach with some dream 100 and doing all that. I'll tell you a quick story about, uh, the weekend. So I broke, um, some of the threads on my lathe, on the spindle part on the end. So if you're just turning like a, like a, a cylinder or like, um, you know, like a, I don't know, something long and straight, like a table leg or something, right? Or, you know, something of that nature. You can use uh, this little piece that goes inside the spindle and then kind of turns the, turns your workpiece. And it's kind of like a friction thing, right? So if you accidentally like snag or your tool grabs or something like that, your workpiece will stop spinning, but the lathe will keep going. So the spindle end is threaded. And so like you can screw on uh, like various accessories uh, for your lathe. And the main one there is a chuck to hold uh, bowls. If you want to turn bowls, you need a little bit of extra equipment. So. I like turning bowls, but because the threads got broken, because I'm an idiot, now my my chuck doesn't sit properly on there. It's got a little bit of a wobble, and that just means you're gonna have, I don't know, slightly deformed bowls if you if you do it like that. So, so now I'm gonna call the place that I got the spindle from, ask this guy if it's in his capability to fix my lathe, how much it'll cost me to get my lathe fixed there because he doesn't really live that close to me. He lives on the other end of the city. And see where that goes, or else I might just buy a new lathe. Uh, honestly, when I was doing, I'll tell you another story. So last year when I was doing some kind of research about things, uh, actually it was two years ago. Whoa, two years? Yeah, it'll be two years this summer. So two years ago, I was... Um, I got on this weird kick as far as kayaking. I watched this guy. He did a video where he um, made a transom on the side of his kayak. And he put an electric motor on the side. And was like electric motoring 
uh, around this lake in his kayak. So I was like, huh, I have an electric motor. Let's, uh, let's try that. So I had to kind of go through a couple different kayaks to find the one that I wanted. I literally bought one, modified it a bit, like put in two fishing rod holders. These like sweet chrome ones that are like really flashy. So I put those rod holders in, I took it out once, and it wasn't bad, but it wasn't quite enough buoyancy, right? It's, uh, it turns out when you have a big fat dude like me and a car battery in a kayak, you can be pushing the weight limit of even a 12-foot kayak. So the one that I got was, that I've got next, was a hybrid kind of a kayak slash canoe and it's the buoyancy on this thing is absolutely insane um the 12 foot that i modified to put the fishing rod holders in the buoyancy rating on that one was like 325 pounds the newest one my main one that i have right now that one i got and the buoyancy rating on that one is like 450 uh, it's absolutely insane. My wife and I went out kayaking because I wanted to try this thing out with the electric motor and do that. And it works so great. So, so great. But I was sitting there. So I've got me, a car battery, uh, a cooler, some food snacks, the electric motor, and pretty much everything else all in my boat. And I'm still sitting higher in the water than she is with just her and the kayak. So it was, it's insane how buoyant this thing is and it totally works 100%. But the main point of this is that that green, the green kayak that I got and I modified and put the, the rod holders in, I bought it. I was going to give it to my wife to use, but she kind of has her eye on this other particular model. And with our young one, we're not really going to be doing like a lot of lake kayaking for a little while here at least. So, so the green one is sitting on the wall and it needs to be sold. So I'm going to, my plan is, here's a, this is where it gets awesome. My plan is that I'm going to use my incredible powers of copywriting. Hang on, I got to. It's a little dirty out here today. So I'm going to use my incredible powers of copywriting. I've done this before, and I'm going to write a Kijiji ad. It's still, like, you know, toward the, the back end of winter here. Sorry, traffic. So yeah, it's still towards the back end of winter. But I'm going to write up an ad, a Kijiji ad, and I'm going to sell this kayak and the money that I make from the kayak, because I did go and buy it with my own chunk of money that I had. Um, i just been like, okay, well, I'll sell it at some point. So now I'm going to sell it and probably use the money and use the money that comes in to either get it repaired, if I can get my lathe repaired. Like, I'm going to have to... I don't know if this guy will be able to do it. I'm probably going to have to, like, Google lathe repair and see what I can find out, but... I just have this feeling that getting it repaired is probably going to cost as much uh, as getting a brand new lathe. So the good news is I'll have lots of spare parts for my lathe if I if I go the, the second route, which I, I don't know. I just, I had a bad feeling about trying to get this thing repaired. So, but we'll see. We'll see. I'll phone around, make some calls and, and find out first. But uh, yeah, 
So right up to Killerad and Kijiji. And I'm going to sell that kayak in the next couple of weeks here and get this lathe situation sorted out because I want to make some more bowls. Uh, what can I say? I just dig it. I kind of found my own style when it comes to making bowls and I'm going to keep making more of them. So I'll tell you how that Kijiji ad is going to work though. So as far as other people that are on there selling a kayak, well, sucks to be you because now a copywriter's coming in and taking over the joint uh, because I'm not just selling a kayak that's just a product so in order to destroy everyone else who's possibly advertising a kayak of this nature uh, I'm going to be writing up an offer so not only do you get this kayak you get two installed fishing rod holders chrome rubber gasket covers uh, two layers of silicone when it was installed, so this thing is like 100% watertight as far as the fishing rod holders. This is, I'm gonna like style it as like fisherman's dream machine, something like that. So the uh, so the kayak, uh, it did, didn't it did not come with a, a paddle. If you go buy a kayak, you most of the time you have to buy a, a paddle while you're there, and you have to buy a life jacket. So I'm literally going to go through all the stuff in the garage that I've got. Um, I might even, I think I've got a, even a little spare fishing tackle, like a little mini fishing tackle box that I'm going to throw in. Um, so I'm going to throw in one of my paddles. I'll just go buy another paddle or go get another paddle off Kijiji or something like that. Once we get close to the summer and my wife decides she wants to go, go kayaking with me. Uh, or we decide to take our our young one out in the boat. But I doubt we would go more than like three feet from shore if we were doing it like that, but we'll see. I am kind of stoked to take her swimming this year at the lake, so... Excited about that. But anyways, so they get the kayak. They get the fishing rod holders already installed. They get a little mini tackle box. They get a life jacket. I'm throw, even throwing in a, one of our life jackets. If they want it, cool. Uh, so this thing's ready to go. Most people will probably have one, and uh, I don't know if the buyer's like, yeah, I'm good, I don't need it, so that's cool. I'm firm on my price. I am not moving on that price. The thing was only ever, I only ever used it once. I only ever, I did the work, but then installed the things, fishing rod holders, because that's what let me set up a transom so I could uh, have something to strap the motor to. And uh, that was it, one-time usage. So yeah, this thing is like pristine. So they'll get this thing for a sweet deal and I'm turning it into an offer because they get the kayak, the life jacket, the paddle, the tackle box, anything else. I'm going to look around in the garage or anything else related to, to uh, kayaking. I've even got an old safety whistle. I might throw that in as well. Like seriously, like whatever I can to make this thing stand out. And yeah, I'm going to get this thing sold. And my goal is to get it sold in the next two weeks. And then I can go get my lathe sorted out and uh, make more bowls, because it's fun. Some people like wooden mallets, I like making those as well, but uh, I, just, I don't know, I like making bowls, so. So that's my plan. That is how you use the skill of copywriting to your advantage and yeah, ruthlessly, ruthlessly overcome competition in any kind of market, so. Yeah, somebody else is selling a kayak. Well, it sucks to be you, man, because here I come. 
So yeah, that's what I'm going to do this morning is write up my kayak ad and then post that thing on Kijiji tonight. And uh, yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes. I'm so excited. So, but other than that, that's that's all I got to talk about today. Because um, it's not Sean's kayaking podcast, uh, but it is about how to sell and um, you know learn how to create an offer because it just makes things so much more powerful. And uh, yeah, I will see you in the next episode. I got lots of funnel work to do today. I'll see you then. Out! Here's a warning for you. Don't try to sell anything online until you hear these three facts. Fact number one, if your stuff isn't selling, it's probably because your sales copy sucks. And here's why, if you're not a copywriter, trying to write sales copy that converts is going to be rough. Which takes us to fact number two. Don't hire a copywriter and make the same $2,000 mistake that I made. See, way back early on in my journey, I had a product that I wanted to sell, but I wasn't a copywriter and I didn't know how to write sales copy, so I went out and I hired one. Or so I thought. See, what I got back was barely what I would call sales copy. And the worst part is, is that the sales letter cost me $2,000, which was now gone, and I didn't make any sales of my product. So I vowed from that day, I would never pay for crappy sales copy again which takes us to fact number three. Becoming a good copywriter is long, boring, expensive, and you can take this shortcut instead. You see, it takes four and a half feet of books, 10,000 hours spent practicing, and over $10,000 invested into trainings, courses, and eBooks about copywriting. Do you consider reading old sales letters and get this, copying them out by hand, the same sales letter multiple times to be the way that you'd like to spend your time? because that's how you get really good at copywriting. Trust me, I know the price. But you get to skip all that because you can just take the shortcut and go directly to how to generate the words that sell your stuff in less time than it takes to brew a pot of coffee without all the books, courses, and thousands of dollars of investment. Now I'm talking about funnel scripts because if you're trying to sell something and it's not selling so good, it's probably your sales copy. I want you to remember this story. One of my mentors, Jim Edwards, was trying to sell a product. He had his traditional sales letter, he had his headline at the top, and then all of his sales copy underneath that, detailing the problem, the product, and how it was the solution to everyone's problem. And he started running some traffic to his sales letter, but nothing was happening. He wasn't making any sales. So, so for most of us, we could have thought, oh, was it the product? Maybe they don't like the offer. Maybe I need to tear everything down and start from scratch. But Jim realized when it comes to good sales copy, 80% of the people reading your sales letter are going to stop if the headline isn't effective. So all he did was go, create a new headline, swapped it out on his sales letter, sent some more traffic, and the sales started rolling in. Now the great thing is, is when you go and invest in funnel scripts, I'm gonna give you some kick-ass bonuses to show you how to use funnel scripts to pay for funnel scripts using my funnel scripts side hustle bonus. I know, crazy, right? Just go over to seanbaylet.com forward slash fast track and you can see what I'm talking about. You'll get access to funnel scripts and all of your bonuses today and I will see you inside.